Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Kristen. And this is Molly. All right, Molly, um, with all the news about Manny Ramirez being suspended from uh, Major League Baseball for his alleged steroid use. Yes. I felt like it was time for me to get something off my chest. Okay. Molly? Yes. I have used steroids many times in my life. Thank goodness, Kristen. I don't know if this is the forum to admit that. You know, I just want, you know, I want to get that monkey off my back, you know, because I feel roid rage coming on and uh, I just, you know, want to to keep myself under control. Will you tell us why you were using steroids? Um, well, it's obviously to build up my hulking physique. Molly. Yeah, that's true. She is hulking. <laughs> Actually, just kidding. I use steroids because I'm horribly allergic to poison ivy. And when I was a kid, I would get poison ivy so badly that I would have to take steroid pills and use topical steroid creams to uh, get rid of it. So if they had run a little blood test on you when you were a little kid, they would have thought that you were juicing. <laughs> yeah, I probably, I probably was. Good yeah. thing you weren't a com- little competitive swimmer. Or <laughs> yeah, Molly, I always, uh, I always felt really weird whenever I would get poison ivy once my mom told me that they were steroid pills. Cause then I would tell my friends, Hey, don't come around. I got poison ivy, but I'm taking the roids. <laughs> It'll get rid of them. <laughs> so anyway, uh, these are obviously a different kind of steroid, a medicinal steroid, uh, to boost up my immune system. Not the same thing that Mar- Manny Ramirez is accused of taking, but I thought that it would be, you know, a nice anecdotal intro into our discussion on the use of steroids among male and female athletes. Yeah. If I can get the image of you with poison ivy taking steroids off my, it was awful. Off mom. my brain. It was, it was a plague. Oh, I, I can't imagine. <laughs> I sure hope to see pictures, I'm, as I'm sure all our listeners do. Yeah, but thanks to all the steroids now, don't get poison ivy. Well, yeah, that works. Yeah. Well, the thing that caught our eye about Manny Ramirez was that the steroid that he uh, has been banned from Major League Baseball for is actually a female fertility drug. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, like us, the Scientific American people looked at this and they were like, whoa, why would you use a female fertility drug? Not, uh, you know, some of the more potent steroids that are out there. So let's talk first about Manny and HCG. And I think by HCG, you mean human chorionic gonadotropin. Why, well, yes, I do. Yes, this is, uh, Ramirez claims that this stemmed from, uh, it's not a, a steroid, but that he was prescribed it for a personal health issue. I think that we should say that. Yes. So, um, <clears throat> but there is, there are some reasons why Manny might, might have been taking it kind of related to steroid use. Uh, cause like you said, there are far more potent forms of anabolic steroids that he could have been taking that would have really like pumped up his, his muscle build and, and his strength and all of that. But, uh, according to the Scientific American article, um, HCG, uh, can, uh, hasten the return to normal testicular function following prolonged anabolic steroid use. Right. So it may have been sort of like a, a counterbalance to maybe things he took previously. But the fact of the matter is it was banned uh, from use for sports. Uh, but it's not banned for women because, as we said, it is a fertility drug. So if you get pregnant... It might be uh, in your body naturally. Mm-hmm. It actually doesn't do that much for women because, as we said, it doesn't really do that much for men in terms of muscle. St- I mean, it does some stuff, but not as much as other things. Um, 
But it's basically present naturally in women uh, that can be produced by the placenta during pregnancy. It's used a lot during IVF procedures because it helps conception occur. And um, males can also take it for fertility reasons because it stimulates the testes to produce testosterone and increases the production of sperm. And then there are also people who use it for weight loss, but that is not recommended. So there are a few reasons why you could have HCG in your system, but it's banned for males. Mm-hmm. And Molly, I think this would be a good time to just talk briefly about what anabolic steroids are. They are a chemical substance derived from cholesterol and anabolic steroids, which are the ones that we commonly associate with um, athletes and bodybuilders and things like that, are used to build up tissues, actually build muscle and bone mass by stimulating the muscle and bone cells to make new protein. Right. So this gives you that super strength that lets you hit millions of home runs. Mm-hmm. And there's an entire cocktail of drugs surrounding just anabolic steroids, like things like diuretics that will reduce your weight gain and uh, other things that will mask your drug use. And then you have things that will cover the pain associated with steroid use and the intensive training that you're doing. And then uppers and downers and things that will build your muscle tone even more. So there's just a whole pharmacy out there. You've got to take a lot of drugs. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's interesting what we found out when we were reading about Manny is that female athletes do not take performance-enhancing drugs as much as men. Right. Uh, the experts say that men take about four to five times more steroids than women. Right. I mean, this is coming directly from the people who are doing the drug testing for Major League Sports and for the Olympics. You know, they just don't see as many c- contaminated specimens from women, mm-hmm. which is good. Go ladies. But the reason that it might be is because it's just harder to hide in women. When you take steroids... You know, there are some effects that might be hard for women to mask, such as facial hair, a deepening voice. Mm-hmm. This one wouldn't really be out in the open, but it can really affect your menstrual cycle. So, you know, you've got to take a lot of stuff, really, if you're a female. I don't even know if you could take that much to cover up use of anabolic steroids. Yeah, and this is because anabolic steroids are mostly testosterone and other derivatives that are giving women these secondary sex characteristics. And then for men, they also have uh, physical side effects as well, uh, because uh, if you've listened to um, Molly and mine's uh, podcast on male birth control, you know that by adding all of this testosterone into the body, it actually triggers the brain to shut down testo- natural testosterone production. And so that leads to more feminine secondary uh, sex characteristics in men, such as like the shrinking of the testes. Or male breasts. Yes. And also, in addition, baldness, fertility, mood swings, etc. aka the roid rage. The roid rage. But you've got to take a lot of steroids to get to that level, which women probably don't get to because they only need to take about a tenth as much of testosterone to get the same sort of physical effects, right? Mm-hmm. But you know what I found interesting, Kristen, was, you know, we got a lot of these statistics about female use versus male use of steroids from the St. Petersburg Times. Mm-hmm. And they were interviewing people as to why, you know, why women don't use these as much as men, because obviously everyone wants to be the best at their sport, wants to run the fastest, swim the farthest, etc. 
There was some theorizing that it was very much a psychological thing, as we mentioned, the beard, et cetera, that the loss of femininity. You know, Mm -hmm. when you're a female athlete, you already probably have um, broader shoulders, you know, more muscular looks than other females. So taking something that further uh, develops that is something that many females are scared of. It comes down to purely, you know, a looks-based reason. I don't know if I'd buy that because I think that women are just as competitive as men and would probably Absolutely. want to win just as badly. So I don't know if, you know, being pretty is enough of a reason not to take a steroid, but that's sort of one of the theories that people have about this. Yeah, and I mean, not necessarily even being pretty, just having the the physique of a man is going to, all, suddenly having a, a male physique is, is probably going to set off some uh, some alarm bells by athlete regulators. So it might be just more, do you think that it's harder to hide? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a comment in, in the St. Petersburg Times article that you and I were looking at about Marion Jones saying that people were really surprised that she had been taking steroids because she, you know, she's a very muscular and very lean, but she still has a female runner's body. She didn't look like some, you know, Hulk. She wasn't Hulk racing. Out. Yeah. <clears throat> but what's interesting is, okay, let's say that this holds up that women aren't taking as many steroids as men because they want to look good. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, what we found was this really disturbing trend that high school girls, there's an increase of steroid use in high school girls for purely cosmetic reasons. Mm-hmm. And it's going back to those effects of rapid weight loss and burning fat and building more muscle because of the way testosterone works in our bodies. It, it actually promotes more more muscle growth. You have the, the leaner physique. And so girls are thinking, hey, this is another fast weight loss method that I can use. But it's actually very dangerous, especially because uh, it, it's rising among high school girls and it's also reaching down to middle middle school girls. Yeah, there's some heartbreaking stories out there if you read them about cheerleaders who just wanted the six-pack abs. And then all of a sudden they ended up suicidal. They just, you know, it, like you said, the, the the side effects are awful, but these girls are turning to it just for, you know, wanting to look nice. Mm-hmm. And there is a study by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention that estimated that 5.3% of teen girls have used steroids for cosmetic purposes. And 5.3%, that's a pretty huge number if we're looking at all American teen girls. So it's it's a pretty prevalent problem, it seems like. Yes, and what's sad about it is that it's often the same girls, according to some research, who have eating disorders. Mm-hmm. So it's it's part of sort of a whole suite of problems related to body image. And they're saying that these girls have very easy access to these steroids because, you know, they probably know athletes who are using them in their high school. They're saying that coaches are giving them, in some cases, parents are giving them these steroids. And they can buy them over the Internet. It's not that hard. Yeah, so it's it's a pretty disturbing trend, so... Don't take steroids, girls. Yeah, and it's and these are also the same. The, the girls who were found to be using anabolic steroids for cosmetic reasons also had tried other very risky forms of weight loss as well, which points to you know a, an underlying problem. But uh, in in case you a beard, the possibility of growing a beard and hulking muscles and all of that is not severe acne. And severe acne isn't. Um, Reason enough to stay away from steroids. How about these? Uh, the adverse effects of anabolic steroids um, include kidney dysfunction, liver tumors, toxic hepatitis, uh, skin becoming more coarse. And using anabolic steroids while your growth plates are still open can lead to premature closures. And not to mention all of these cardiovascular risks of heart attacks and sudden death. Not good. Not good. And... Um, 
one of uh, an, another compelling statistic about anabolic steroid use is the fact that about 25% of people using them share needles. So that also raises the possibility of HIV transmission, hepatitis, all of that. So it's, it's a dangerous thing to, yeah. to dabble in just so you lose a few pounds. Yeah. So take it from us. We've got a reformed steroid user right here on the podcast. But no more poison ivy. She's off the roids. Off the roids. So, for it. so if you want more information about performance enhancing steroids, because I'm sure there's just a whole host of other side effects we might not have even gotten to, check out how performance enhancing drugs work on HowStuffWorks.com. And this is sort of a, you know, it was sort of a downer of a podcast, Kristen. So maybe we should do some listener mail. Okay. Listener mail. Listener mail. We got in a lot of mail from you guys about our podcast on whether or not boys should get the Gardasil vaccine for HPV. So, Molly, why don't we read some of these letters we got? Okay. So we got two emails here from Sarah and Janelle, who pointed out that Kristen and I did not do a very good job listing all the risks uh, for boys that HPV vaccine could help with. Basically, what we sort of alluded to is the fact that a boy getting a Gardasil vaccine would be mainly doing it for our altruistic reasons, mm-hmm. maybe some prevention of dental towards. We did not go into all the reasons why boys should get a cervical cancer vaccine. And while boys can't get cervical cancer, Sarah and Janelle both did a great job of pointing out things like oral cancer is on the rise. HPV can also cause penile and anal cancer. So there were, you know, basically three main cancers that they both pointed out. Uh, that come as a result of being infected with HPV. So thanks, Sarah and Janelle, for reminding us all of the delightfully named anal, oral, and penile cancers that boys are at risk for. And we got some cool mail from some listeners abroad. Uh, Ellie is from Australia, and she wanted to let us know what was going on uh, down under. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. I did it. I went there. Um, about Gardasil. And she said uh, that the, fu- for the full set of three immunizations was made free for females for a while. Um, and the sex factor somehow flew just under the radar. Because that was one of the big things we were talking about was this whole social stigma about whether or not HPV vaccine was going to uh, make women more likely to be having rampant sex or something like that. Um, uh, it just was... Very simple that it would cut your chances of getting cervical cancer by whatever percentage. So Australia seems to have a bit of a better handle on it than the United States. And then we got a letter from Liz, who is a med student over in Ireland. She was saying that the HPV vaccination is a hot button issue right now because it was originally promised by the Minister of Health and was recently withdrawn due to cost. Right. They're going to offer it for free, I guess. Mm -hmm. And And then they yanked it. Wow. So thanks so much for writing in. Ladies, and if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for me or Molly, and I would like to put out a special request for you guys to send me and Molly the names of any books that you guys are reading. And this is part of a little research that we're doing for an upcoming podcast. So send me and Molly an email of what books you're reading this summer, any other questions and comments at momstuff at HowStuffWorks.com. And as always, if you want to read more about the HPV vaccine, performance-enhancing drugs, and all the other topics in between, please head on over to HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Want more HowStuffWorks? Check out our blogs on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage.
brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?